What's up, beautiful people? What's up? What's up? What's up? How you all doing? You already know what time it is. Bob that head, clap those hands, snap those fingers. Oh, party over here. Oh, party over there. Oh, 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 let's go. Let's go. Let's go. What's up, beautiful people? Hopefully you feel all those vibes, all that energy, all that love coming right at you. You have joined us for another episode of the Tommy Talk Show. I am your host, T.W. Suggs, sending you all types of mad love and dope vibes. You already know how I do. So listen, we have an amazing show for you all today. Um, I have some uh, some stellar, amazing guests who are who are um, ready to talk about the issue uh, and the topic that we'll be uh, reviewing today. Um, But before I hop into that, I have to go ahead and do my birthdays. All right. So we are in the month of April and uh, I asked you all in the community, send me some people who have some birthdays in April that you want me to shout out. And you all, you know, came through. So I have some celebrity birthdays. Uh, I did mention and shout out uh, during the last taping, but some of these people are so influential in my own life. Um, as someone who was in this industry, but also I wanted to shout out uh, some people who just sent me some stuff directly. All right. So for birthday shout outs, uh, Rosalind Gibson Jones asked me to shout out Beverly Barfield, Barefield. I'm sorry, Beverly Barefield, who has a birthday on April 26th. Happy birthday, Beverly, from your friend Rosalind, send you all types of love and all those good vibes. Hopefully, hopefully you feel it. And from all of us on the Tommy Talk Show, um, Um, And also, I think Roslyn herself has a birthday in April. So happy birthday. Uh, I've known uh, uh, Big Sis Roz for a number of years, and uh, she's always been consistent. Big Sis Roz, I love you so very much, and I'm wishing you a very, very, very happy birthday, my friend. Um, There is one person in particular that I want to that I that I have to shout out who had a birthday in uh, April that. um, that I uh, that that I reached out to and I said happy birthday personally, but I have to shout out this gentleman uh, because he's meant so much to me in my life. And that is uh, Pastor Gregory Ross of Thankful Baptist Church in Philadelphia, PA. Shout out to the Thankful Baptist Church family and to uh, Pastor Ross and his beautiful and amazing family. Uh, I've I grew up at um, Second Macedonia uh, Baptist Church over there on Ruscombe. Um, I was I wasn't a member, but I was but I was a member. I um, went to the daycare and everything else like that, and uh, I knew Pastor Ritter and all of them who uh, came through. Right now, this Pastor Jolly, shout out to Pastor Jolly. And um, when I was growing up, I always saw uh, Pastor Ross there. He was he was always playing uh, 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 the piano or the organ and directing the mess out of a choir. And just seeing that, just like was such an inspiration. So Pastor Ross, I love you so much. Thank you for inspiring me and for being the man that you are. Uh, I, I appreciate you and I love you, man. Thank you. All right. So I'm going to hop over to the community question. All right. So the community question, <laughs> and y'all are some fools. The community question that I asked uh, on IG and on Facebook. And if, you, and if you're not following me, follow me on IG and Facebook at TW Suggs. Um, but the community question was growing up. What was your favorite cartoon? Growing up, 
what was your favorite cartoon? And when I tell you that y'all showed up and showed out, so uh, I have Mom Jules who said Flintstones. And some of these, some some of the cartoons that I'm mentioning, you can, like, I just remember uh, the theme music. You know, so when she said the Flintstones, I'm like, meet the Flintstones, have a yabba dabba do, Wilma! So, uh, so we have, um, so we had, uh, 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 Miss Jules, uh, Mom Jules say Flintstones. We have my big sis, Ira Warren, uh, who said Roadrunner and a Coyote. Uh, who does not love the Roadrunner and the co- Coyote? Uh, I have Simply Myra Ann, who said Hey Arnold. And then she mentioned another another cartoon that was dear to my heart, Captain Planet. Do y'all remember Captain Planet? I don't know if you remember Captain Planet. Uh, Captain Planet, he's a hero. Gonna take pollution down to zero. Do you remember Captain Planet? <laughs> um, I have Tammy Howard. She didn't even give me the name of the cartoon. She just went ahead and gave me like the uh, like the uh, the, the intro music. So um, I am the master of the universe. We already know what that is. Tammy, thank you. And uh, also, la, 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 la. Smurfs. Yes, that's also a classic. My homie Kyle Ian said X-Men. I love X-Men. Uh, my favorite character on there was Storm and Cyclops. Uh, Emily Wiggins and Lakeisha Garland both said um, both said gems. And Tavia Baker uh, said Looney Tunes. And one of my dear friends, um, Stacey DeStefano, she mentioned two cartoons <laughs> that I never heard of before. I gotta look. I gotta look those up. Thank you so much, Stacey, for sharing those with me because I gotta look check those out and look those up. And then um, also Lakeisha Garland, she mentioned um, Dennis the Menace. I had mixed feelings with about uh, the cartoon Dennis the Menace because um, I just always felt like he needed a beating. I'm 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 sorry, y'all. You know, call DHS, but Dennis needed a beating. There is no reason why you did doing all that stuff in your neighborhood, sir. So uh, that was the community questions. Thank you so much. Again, you can uh, get more of the community questions on um, my uh, my Facebook and Instagram page. You can, uh, again, find me at TWSUGS. That's S-U-G-G-S. All right. Now for uh, what we will be talking about today. Today's topic, today's topic on the Tommy Talk Show is No Child Left Behind nonprofits with a mission to help our youth. No child left behind non nonprofits with a mission to help our youth. And um, we wanted to elevate this topic because especially because it seems to be so much going on with our youth. Um, we're seeing um, flash mobs. We're seeing a lot of uh, killing. We're seeing a lot of um, animosity is there's also a sense of of um, lack of identity lack of guidance lack of mentorship and um, so I brought these amazing people on uh, the Tommy talk show today so we can have that conversation about what they're seeing what, what they're seeing um, going on in our communities as it relates to our youth and what their nonprofits are doing uh, to help meet the needs of our youth, and also how can we all get involved, all right? Because it's not just the nonprofit's responsibility. It's not just the church's responsibility or the masjid's responsibility. We are a community. Our youth, it's all of our responsibility, all right? So don't go anywhere. Keep your hand right there on that dial, and uh, we will be back to hop into these interviews with the Tommy Talk Show. We'll talk soon. (laughs) 
Hey, beautiful people. So here we are. Thank you so much for joining us again. Uh, as I said before, uh, today's episode is about uh, No Child Left Behind, uh, nonprofits on a mission to help our youth. No Child Left Behind, nonprofits on a mission to help our youth because our youth, like they say, is our not even our future our youth are our present and <laughs> we got to get these babies together all right um and with me today i have uh, a very special lady who uh means a lot to me in my life um who uh, i've seen her leadership uh i've uh seen her move i've seen her shake i've seen her get things going um and so she is a mover and a shaker an advocate a mother of the community i'm not saying that loosely a mother of the community and after we have our interview you'll understand why i say that executive director of center for leadership development and advocacy none other but the one and only Teresa duncan hey mama t Good afternoon, Tommy. How are you, my son? <laughs> I'm doing good. So for anybody who don't know, I call this lady Mama T. All right. So y'all can call her. Y'all can call her Mrs. Teresa Duncan, but I'm going to call her Mama T. <laughs> <laughs> How you feeling today, Mom? Hey, I'm holding on tight, man. What can I tell you? I'm holding on tight. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And before we really hop into our conversation, um, there's something that we uh, wanted to elevate and discuss with our viewers. So um, Mama T recently, uh, maybe not even recently, but Mama T has um, gone through several um, uh, 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 car accidents and, and other injuries um, that um, that will that we'll talk about in this discussion um, and how and how our discussion plays out. So, mom, do you want to do you want to touch on that a little bit? Because after we had that discussion um, not too long ago, um, I actually want to dive into that a little bit. Are, are you OK with that? Sure, I am. I okay. am. OK. Um, I just wanted to preface my remarks by saying um, some people know me as being a very quick speaker over the years, very fast. But unfortunately, I've been the victim of a couple of severe car accidents and had some head injuries. So I have been suffering with aphasia uh, for a bit, and it frustrates me to the point that sometimes I know what I want to say up top, but then it doesn't get delivered in the manner that I want. So I didn't want you to think that I was hanging out all night <laughs> or, <laughs> you know, I was doing something crazy and, you know, she doesn't have all her words together. Um it's because I've been trying to work through this. So I may slow down some of my answers. Yes, ma'am. Um, just want you to know that, you know, for everyone, you can't see a disability. Mm. And so a lot of times people get prejudged because of the way they speak or the way yeah. they act. But yes, I did want the listening audience to know. I mean, my family and close friends know about that. But I wanted some of the other colleagues who might be listening to understand, you know, what that is. You know, yes, how, how I have to work through that as an individual. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. First of all, I want to say um, thank you so much for sharing that, because that was a um, that was a transparent moment. You know, and a lot of people, they usually um, they usually try to mask um, the, their disability um, or they may even have the symptoms and they pretend that it's not there mm -hmm. because having a disability can be a very uh, terrifying thing. So. We so 
I want to I want to talk about this a little bit more because I think it also plays into how you as a black female with a disability runs a nonprofit organization. You know, um, so I, I want I want to talk about that a little bit. Um, but again, I just want to appreciate your um, you for just even being here because other people, they would have said, OK, well, I got this disability. That's that's it. I'm not doing anything else. But you you took that and you said, no, I'm going to still run this nonprofit. No, I'm still going to make an impact in the community where what what advice would you give to somebody who. um may be struggling with a disability, but they also have a dream? Well, I want to say, first of all, recognizing that you have a disability, it's not a curse. And in most instances, it is a benefit. Um, People who have some type of disability, whether it's visual, whether it's hearing impaired or a mobility issue, it kind of makes people stop and think your other senses kind of kick in that your creative juices, where you may see things from a different lens. For instance, you may have been at a table discussing a project Mm -hmm. and everybody's ready to go with traditional students, people who uh, don't have a disability. And Mm -hmm. then here I come and say, well, what about people who have you know, a disability, may have a mobility issue or visual aid or need a tablet of some kind with, where they, um, people who have to tap pencils, you know, a lot of people tap a lot of pencils, you know, people like that, they got to have something going and the little fidgets around. Mm -hmm. And so people say, Oh, I forgot about those people. Wow. But you have to get rid of those labels because a lot of those people have invented a lot of great things. Come on. Come on here. Who don't have disabilities enjoy. Yeah. And so, um, having that, you look at things a different way when you look at a project or a grant you're trying to write and you think about, Oh, okay. We have kids that can run. We have kids that can do this, but kids with disabilities can do the same thing. It all depends on how you can fit them into the project so that they are inclusive and nobody looks at them in a negative manner because after all, it's the value of the individual. Um, A lot of our kids today uh, are not seen with value. Even small wow. kids that are diag, you know, they have their their little um, diagnosis from the neurologist, and wow. they want to label that um, they're on the spectrum. Yeah. We're all on the spectrum in somewhere. <laughs> you know, even our yes, kids, ma'am. even our kids, some of them are not even on the spectrum. Okay, the way they act, but yeah. we have a lot of kids that are never get the ability if they're mentally gifted too. Wow, and and that's still on the same spectrum, but. St- Instructors seem to think that these kids, they got it going on, but they wow. still have needs yeah. because they see other kids see them as being the smartest of the smart. Yeah. And that could be a label, too. You know, yeah. so I think we have to look at everyone according to their ability. Yes, ma'am. And see how they can fit and contribute into the project or program as as a neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You know, and I think more and more, Tommy, I've just recently been teaching and going through some things with um, the community, with the city of Philadelphia, with Mm -hmm. um, various other agencies that work with people with disabilities Mm -hmm. around emergency preparedness. 
Yeah. And if we've seen anything in the weather across our country and the tornadoes, think about people who have a disability. Yeah. Their first responders aren't even aware that they exist in our neighborhoods. Hmm. How are we going to deal with them? How do they communicate if these people are non or kids are nonverbal? Yeah. So so we really have to kind of look at whatever we do to impact the community. We look at everyone. Yeah. We look at everyone. Yes, ma'am. Yes, Mm ma'am. You know, um, there was a lot in there that you shared. um, But one of the things that that is um, ringing um, so heavily for me is um, the association between um, a disability and a sense of value. A, the disability, uh, someone having a disability and how they value themselves and also how their community and even their family, even their family, how their family even values them, how, how their families even values them. So um, what type of, for somebody who's out there struggling but with a disability who may not feel valued, how do they navigate that? Because I, because again, you you leverage that point, and 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 one thing that I love about you, Mama T, is the fact that you are such a wise, and honest, and transparent woman. So how do we? How does somebody with a, a disability navigate that feeling where okay, I don't feel supported by my community, um, I don't necessarily feel comfortable saying that I have this disability, and I'm also struggling with value myself valuing myself so okay okay Uh, so for instance our organization the center for leadership development and advocacy Mm -hmm. those three adjectives are really purposeful in what we do so that um for instance you know that one of the programs we have is a huge diaper bank Mm -hmm. uh and a basic needs bank yes ma'am we've renamed it fresh bottoms and so diapers are just not for babies Yeah. <laughs> because we have some people that have toileting issues of all ages, Yeah. Um, of all ages, especially with our grandparents who were raising grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Um, our, our program, Nana's Legacy, which specifically deals with that demographic, we've seen here, our organization has seen over 190 plus families in the, in the zip codes that we work with mm-hmm. who are struggling with um, a grandchild or a great-grandchild that might be diagnosed uh, with a mental health issue or behavioral yes, health issue. And for them, if they're an older grandparent, they've not had the training or, or know how to go about that. Yeah. And so one of the things that we try to do is offer resources through some of our partnership agencies to get them to that particular group to help them out. The other thing that we find a challenge is that, and the city is kind of helping out with that, and our our technology, um, Xfinity and Verizon and all of that, is to get our grandparents tech savvy. A lot of the older grandparents are not tech savvy. And so when they were in the pandemic, when these Chromebooks came home, and these kids were on things they didn't know wow. how to follow up, how to have access, 
you know, how to use a, an upgraded phone to get mm-hmm. messages back and forth with the teachers yes, and to maybe provide good, good you know, learning environment for them. It's the same thing for parent, younger parent families, maybe not the grandparents. We live in a city with so many resources, people can fall out of bed into a resource. But yeah. if people don't know where the resource is mm-hmm. or how to access it, mm-hmm. that is what it is. Um, Center for Leadership tries to share those resources with families in the different communities by partnering with um, police commission uh, where they have the community relations divisions yes, ma'am. with our local churches and faith-based institutions with other community organizations that everybody can't do everything. Yeah. But if you have a program that our parents or grandparents might, you know, fit, mm-hmm. we make that call. We make that relationship help. Yeah. But with the disability you spoke about with families, we don't want to, for a long time, people, these younger families, and I'm going to say this because I know the experience of that, mm-hmm. families will make fun of a child who has a disability in the wow. family. And somebody might say, oh, yeah, that, that's just a silly guy or that's a silly girl. They just act that way. Yeah. Um, that is your loved one. Yeah. Same blood as you. Yeah. Uh, wow. They might not be able to do everything you can do, mm-hmm. but as a sibling, as a relative, it's your responsibility to include them, yeah. to love them and help them move along. And maybe not at the same fast rate as you, mm-hmm. but to do what they need to do. Yes, ma'am. That's the value. That's the value. So today, in today's society, people don't value, whether you have a disability or not, the, the quality of life in this city has gone so low. Wow. And the value of a human being is just people who don't have a disability, but just think about the people who do. Yeah. They shudder away from going outside. They stay in. They're more introverted. Yeah. Um, kids who are involved in programs in school, they are afraid because kids will still laugh at them and don't understand. Yes, ma'am. So I think a lot of work has to go around the education of all kids starting early. Yeah. For instance, Tommy, you remember when we were in grade school, we played around. We The teachers liked us. You know, we were doing real good. Yes, ma'am. You know, up until fourth and fifth grade, our parents or grandparents, they were really behind us. Once we yeah. hit middle school, a lot of parents say, oh, well, you on your own. I don't need to be involved in school. The teacher wow. has that. Wow. For, for me, as a Nana, as Mama T, as Mama Duncan, Mm-hmm. I see kids that are, they still need help yeah. all the way to high school and beyond. Yes, ma'am. You know, my dad had a saying, and he said this to me. He said, you know, Teresa, he said, when children are young, you know, they're on your lap. Yeah. When they get older, they're on your heart. Wow. And I think no matter how old your children get, they still are on your heart. Yes, ma'am. And so you have a responsibility as a parent. Yeah. If you are the biological parent, if you can still take care of your kids or the adult in the household, it's your responsibility to bring that child a full education, not yes, just ma'am. everything in the books. Yes, ma'am. You got to get outside of the neighborhood and travel and meet people. Yes, ma'am. Other, experience other cultures. Yeah. And if you were to talk to some of my kids, Mm-hmm. who are grown, mm-hmm. they will tell you, my mom threw me in everything. She was always <laughs> sending me somewhere. And my dad would say, well, 
where you going this week? Where you going this summer? But I knew that I may not be with them all the time. And they would have to stand on their own two feet, either in a job or in college or somewhere in the world where I wasn't going to be with them. And I wanted them to have the basic, first of all, manners of how to listen, as my mother-in-law would say, listen and learn. Yeah. What I don't know, Tommy, would make a book bigger than what I do know. Wow. At my age, I am still learning. Yes, ma'am. I'm still learning. So when I see people that have a disability, they're still trying to learn. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's funny that you it's funny that you said um that you shared what you shared because that 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 sense of value that um that we were talking about is it's something that we have to make sure that is owned as a community. It's not, you know, especially if we see that there is a, a, a disability that's present or even if there's not, you know, a, a, a dear friend of mine used to always say, it's always nice to be nice. You know, it's always nice to be nice, you know, um, but in order for us to make sure that we that we all feel valued, whether you have a disability or not, but especially for someone who who may be struggling with one and hear me, all of you who are out there. Um, that's listening to this show right now. It is all of our responsibility to make each other and ourselves feel valued. Um, Mm -hmm. So thank you so much for that, Mama T. Let me ask you a question. I wanted to, I'm across the street a little bit um, because even with some of the things you shared so far, um, you, um, you touched on uh, some of the issues that you've witnessed going on in the community. I want to ask you with, with everything that, you're seeing that's going on as it pertains to our youth. What's one of the, what's one of the main, what's, what's one of the main contributing factors that you've noticed in your work with young people, with parents, um, with grandparents, what's, what's a, a, a main contributing factor that you see that's, um, that may be impacting our youth and um, not in a positive way. I see a lot of, one thing, I see a lot of frustration with our teenagers. They don't have the confidence within themselves, a large percentage of them. They don't have the confidence within themselves that they can do certain things or they know certain things or handle themselves. Yeah. Um, I I see also, oh, kids don't have imagination today. Wow. Uh, Kids, kids aren't kids anymore. I mean, yeah. even two and three year olds are doing things on TikTok, and it it's it's cute when they're little, okay. Yeah. But when they manifest that, and there's no uh, supervision, mm-hmm. no cultivation of, of being a person, mm-hmm. um, you can't do do eighteen year old things at three. Yeah. For instance, you know, when I grew up, you can't be in grown folks' conversation. I know that's there's right. Certain, there's <laughs> certain things that you do at 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. You start learning that you don't do, you know, at 18, there's a whole nother. But you gradually get to yes, that. Yes, ma'am. So today, today, as the generations have been going on, with the influx of what's happening in our environment... Yeah. That these kids today get so many messages from so many different platforms. Mm-hmm. They're confused. Yes, ma'am. And so 
if they have, you know, you see sometimes kids get in trouble and when they look in their background, they say, oh, well, they got parents. They came from a good house. But guess what? They wanted to do something else over here. Yeah. We have to really work at as a community. <clears throat> yes, you know what kind of community I'm talking about? Yes, ma'am. That we didn't always have that kind of nonsense. Yeah. Kids knew where they had to go. Yeah. And we worked with our young men. We worked with our young women to get them to be individuals. Who yes, are ma'am. you as a person? What kind of things do you like? Yeah. I'm going to give you something really crazy. Young young men used to be taught ha- how to speak to a young woman. Yes, ma'am. Okay? How yes, to speak ma'am. to a young woman. And and how to open a door or whatever. And a young woman was taught how to carry herself around young men and people. We don't have that today. And and a lot of homes we do now. We do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, a lot of stuff that we see that doesn't happen. And so when kids get out and around and and you kind of cultivate them and say, well, why don't you try this? And let's see what's going on. Mm-hmm. And they start, you're giving them alternatives or positive things. Like, I didn't know I could do that. Yes, oh, ma'am. I didn't know I could go here. Well, these are the regulations that you have to do if you want to do that. Yes, and ma'am. say to them, there are expectations. Mm-hmm. I have expectations. Mm-hmm. You know, you expect me to work so you can do da 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 Well, this is what I expect you to do in the house. Yeah. See, first of all, you got to keep that room clean. <laughs> you got to do you got some chores in here you know and, and if you want to see um Tyreek down the street you know or Shayna I'm saying I'm sorry but my grandma said or my auntie or my mom said I uh-huh. can't come down there until I do so and so yep. they get to understand oh wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute this and so they think when I, they have no fear that somebody's going to be embarrassed if they do something wrong Yes, ma'am. Because their friends said it's okay. Yeah. So this our kids need some support. Yeah. They need that community that they can trust. Yes, ma'am. So Tommy, if I send you down to Miss Jones' house, and Miss Jones, they say, "Look, Emma, can you watch Tommy for a little bit?" I don't have to worry about nothing going to happen to you at Emma's house. Yes, ma'am. The stuff that's going on in Emma's house is okay. Yeah. That doesn't happen in a lot of our situations today. Right. So, so we have to do sort of a checkup on what we're doing, yes, where ma'am. our kids are learning in school, out of school, in our communities, whether it's in our religious institutions, if it's in our PAL centers, our rec centers, these individuals who who are teaching our kids something, we got to make sure they're teaching them the right thing. Yes, ma'am. And when they come home, we reinforce it. Yeah, it's difficult, but you shouldn't have to get the match point to say, "Oh, I wish I could have did that. I should have did that, or whatever." Yeah. My dad used to have called, "I wish I had itis." Don't <laughs> don't, don't get to that point. Don't get I to wish that I had done this and that. So so our kids look up to us today for for structure, for discipline. They look for approval. Yes, ma'am. They look for support. If you do something good, celebrate it. Yes, ma'am. Let them know that it's okay. Our young men, here's the thing, Tommy. Our young men are taught not to have emotion. Yes, they are. Oh, it's you can't cry, man. That's that's a bad thing for you. Yeah. You are a human being. Why do you think you have tear ducts? Yes, just ma'am. to sit up there in your face. You're Things right. are going to affect you deeply, hmm. and so you should not 
feel that you can't express some emotion or something that happens to you and be able to talk. You're right. Yeah, absolutely right. And it's funny that you mentioned that, um, that, you know, in reference to uh, how, how instrumental the parents are in this whole um, process, but also again, it's, it comes back full circle that our com- the entire community, the Powell centers, politicians, uh, police stations, everybody, schools, teachers, everybody has to be on board in order for us to impact the lives of our young people. Mama T, we're almost at our time, but let me ask you a question: Is there anything that um, that CLDA has coming up? that you want to share with the people and not only that, but how can people get a hold of a representative at CLDA if they need services or if they want to contribute or be a part of the work that you're doing? Okay. Well, first of all, we are, we do have a website. Uh, Our website is Mm cldaphilly.org. When you actually access that, um, you'll see this fabulous, uh, baby on there um he's he's our entry into uh what we do he's just as cute as he can be um we also have um you know what we do in the community um we're right in the middle now you know of tax season and so we operate a free vita site um for people we're at the triumph baptist church over at hunting park avenue Mm -hmm. and germantown Mm -hmm. um three days a week Mm-hmm. And so we've been doing, we're in that be, uh, for 10 years or more before we were at RHD. Yes, um, we intend to continue to do that. Uh, our grandparents program. Um, we also have a really exciting program. We just got funded from the city, uh, Philadelphia Science Explorers. And nice. that's our STEM program where we're looking to take another two groups this year to NASA mm-hmm. in Greenbelt, Maryland mm-hmm. to let kids know and their families that there are other careers for us Mm -hmm. Uh, and one last thing is that um, we do have a menstrual hygiene bank uh, where we service um, the community the the city as well and um, we just got a a grant from Jefferson University uh, for two years Yep, and it's with first responders with the police and fire in six zip codes and I'll forward that later to your to you so you can get it out to the audience yes please we're going to be doing it's called safety on the spectrum SOS um, working with people with disabilities in public spaces and so how do we the goal is to get the this particular curriculum into the police academy and the fire academy so that first responders know how to work with people that are living in their police districts and fire districts who who may have a disability. Wow. And uh, yeah, this is a two-year program and we're hoping it to be five years so we can get it out to the entire city. Yes, so ma'am. we'll be meeting, we're scheduled to meet with the police commissioner, um, the fire commissioner and their people to kind of move this in the six um, zip code that we were funded for to begin with. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Whoa, 
Did all of you hear that? CLDA is on the move. They have the free Vita tag site, the uh, the SOS safety on the spectrum uh, 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 curriculum that's coming out, the menstrual hygiene bank. They have a STEAM program for young people, and they also have um, clean bottoms diaper bank. But also they they also have uh, materials there for people who uh, who may you know who may be older or not even older, but people who may need um, those. Um, those type of needs. Adult diapers. Adult diapers. That's what they're called. People who may need adult diapers. So they cater to, to everybody. All right. And you can find them at CLDA Philly. What is it? .org, Mom? .org. And there's also a donate page on there. We're looking for volunteers to help us um, mm-hmm. with our inventory, um, getting them ready, and at events. Awesome. 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 Mama T, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for sharing your journey and uh, the transparency and the awesome conversation around disabilities and the awesome work that you are doing in the community. We appreciate you as being a mom in the community and all the work that you and the CLDA family is doing. Thank you so much. We love you, Mom. Thank you, Tommy. Thank you, Tommy. Thank you to all the listeners and my colleagues to follow. Thanks for the opportunity. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Y'all don't go anywhere. Stay right there. We have another interview coming up that you don't want to miss. See you soon. What's up? What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for hanging in there with us. We just had an amazing conversation with uh, the one and only Teresa Duncan, um, a.k.a. Mama T., and um, I just wanted to um, bring in another voice into the room that I have with me. And if you don't know, uh, now you know, we're talking about um, No Child Left Behind, um, nonprofits on a mission to help our youth. Again, uh, No Child Left Behind, uh, nonprofits on a mission to help our youth. And with me, I have... My homie, the one, the only mentor, consultant, community and youth liaison director of uh, Camp Jill Scott and Blues Babe, Aisha Winfield. What's up, boo? Hey, hey, hey. How you feeling, mamas? I am wonderful. Good, good, good. Thank you so much for coming to the studio with me. I am so excited to be here. Oh, my goodness. Y'all, listen, if y'all could have been a fly on the wall with the conversation (laughs) that uh, Aisha and I just had, like, you would have been like, wow. We're like solving like world problems in this place right yes, here. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, Aisha just uh, just dropped uh, a serious word um, uh, about what's going on with our young people. And she called it an epidemic. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Woo!" So before we hop all the way over there, tell us about the nonprofit that you're over and some of the work that you all are doing in the community. Sure. So I have been blessed to be able to work with young people for over 20 years. Mm -hmm. And currently I'm the interim executive director for the Blues Babe Foundation, nonprofit based in North Philadelphia and really committed to making sure that young people that are doing what they're supposed to academically have that support and have some other resources to assist them. So we work with students in North Philly and in Camden because, Camden has a lot of similarities to wow. North Philadelphia. Wow. Yeah, I went to I went to uh Camden one time and I said I'm never coming. <laughs> I said 
Corinne's. Corinne's is in Camden, so I love going to Corinne's. <laughs> but I went to Camden one time, and I was. I said, okay, all right, this was nice. All right, yeah, How, where's the bridge again? Yeah. <laughs> but, and it's interesting because I mean, in so many of our neighborhoods, you could go from one block to the next, and yeah, within five minutes, you're like, yeah. whoa, wait a minute now. <laughs> yeah, you're like, ah, oh. I wasn't shifted. expecting that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. So Aisha, um. Tell me this: What so you so you are involved in a lot of different youth populations? Um, you've seen youth come, you've seen them go, you've seen them, you know, graduate your program. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some of the things that you see that's going on with our young people today? So there are a few things that are going on, and um, one of the things that's most prevalent is that they are not always given the freedom to dream. Wow! To play. Wow. And to really be their authentic selves at that age. Yeah. And I'll say it's as a person that works with young people Mm -hmm. and that is a mom, Mm -hmm. I also understand that the internet Mm -hmm. and life Mm -hmm. has grown our young people up. Wow. And so I had a conversation with my daughter the other day who's 16. Mm -hmm. And I had to apologize to her Hmm. because I've had her around adults Mm -hmm. her entire life. Wow. But it shortened her childhood because everybody was amazed at how articulate she is. Yeah. How she could hold conversations with adults. But she was still a child. Wow. And still is a child. Yeah. And so sometimes she just wants to be able to do fun things. Yeah. Not be expected to... Um, make decisions, think about things all the time. And in her situation, you know, there's a lot of positive to it because Mm -hmm. we're allowing her to to have a voice. Mm -hmm. But in so many cases with our young people, they're forced into taking care of siblings, taking care of themselves, and making decisions that they really aren't prepared for. Wow. 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 And even though that's happening with them as young people, that definitely plays out into who they become as adults. Um, that's very traumatic, right? Yeah. Um, it's very, it can be very daunting. It can, it can shift you from whatever path you're on, whatever path you need to be on. Mm-hmm. One of the things that you mentioned was the importance of play. And um, you see some memes about how, you know, like in the 80s or whenever, how girls have barrettes in their hair. Yes. And, but now it's like, they're almost forced to grow up so fast. Yes. Yes. And we, I mean, we had the privilege and although there were some challenges when we were young too, we had the privilege of everyone understanding some of these different benchmarks and levels that you go through. So you knew that when you were in elementary school, recess recess was the bomb. Like we're going outside, we play dodgeball. And even if you're not athletically inclined, me not. But (laughs) (laughs) just knowing we're going to go out there, we're going to have some fun. We're going to play double dutch, we're going to jump rope, Mm -hmm. we're going to enjoy just those things. And there isn't an expectation that you're going to do other things. In the summertime, you know that you're going to be out there playing tag with somebody, doing some of those things. And so video games, I love them. And I'll talk a little bit about that just because I know that there's 
always this negative counter mm-hmm. uh, conversation. Our young people are inside too much. They're in front of the video games yeah. too much. But that teaches problem-solving skills. And there's a lot of teamwork and other That's things. That's real. But everything in moderation, right? So Absolutely. just like when we were young, the lights went off, street lights <laughs> came on, it got dark, you coming in. inside. You're not staying <laughs> yep. out until 2 or 3 in the morning. Right. There's just got to be balances and boundaries with everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, how... So how do you how do you navigate that process? Because there's also a part in there as a as a non as an as an interim executive director, right? Who's working so closely with these young people? Where where are the parents? Hmm. So, um, it's interesting. So with Blues Babe, and I, I have to say that I have had many different titles. Okay, and the one that I like best is Encourager. Wow. And that is for the young people, but that's also for the adults. Wow. And that may be parents, guardians, grandparents. We got community members or aunts and uncles that are raising kids. We are in some difficult times. Yeah. And a lot of that weight is felt on the young people. And so I do hear the conversation that says when there's all of this trouble, where are their parents? Yeah. Right. But a lot of times the parents are trying to manage their own lives and wow. challenges. Yeah. And as much as they want to give to their kids and they want to be there and they want to be able to handle things. Cause we have some amazing parents with blue. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But we've learned, I'm not sending emails when yeah. it's something that's important because everybody's inundated. You're mm-hmm. getting 10 million mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to expect that just because it's important to me and I'm sending in an email mm-hmm. that you're going to necessarily see it. So if you, so we ask yeah. during our orientation, what's the best way to contact you? Wow. Is it a phone call? Okay. Is it a text message? Is it an email? And we try our best to adhere to that. Mm-hmm. And most parents have said text message. Hmm. And we say, we also aren't going to be texting you every 15 minutes, but mm-hmm. we want to make sure that you have this information. right? Yeah. And so um, one of the things that we started doing a few years ago is instead of just having a parent orientation where we're saying, this is what we're going to be doing with your child, mm-hmm. we have a family gathering. Okay. And we say, we want you to come. We're going to have some food. We're going to have some games and play for you, too. Nice. But we're also going to ask the question, what are some of the things that you need? What are yeah. some of the things that may be hindering um, you from being able to really be active or be a part? We wow. have parents that are working, like, yeah. 20 hours. Yeah. We have... Um, Parents that have some transportation challenges. Mm-hmm. We have parents that have multiple children mm-hmm. that they're trying to, at different ages, that they're yeah. trying to serve their needs. And so as much as I think I, I heard a part because I was listening like, <laughs> yes, the community is so important. It yeah. takes a village. Yeah. And sometimes the village is family. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's the neighbor. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's some other outside support like a nonprofit organization that says for these two weeks you don't have to worry about your kid wow we're gonna make sure they have food we're gonna make sure they're having some fun they're gonna bring you back some things yeah. and some information yeah and so because campus our flagship program and it's the main thing that we do okay we're also trying to find and we create partnerships so that throughout the year if there are other things that you say you need mm-hmm. that we can help with that awesome so like our partnership with pico they have jobs they have energy assistance mm-hmm. so we're doing a community day so that you can find out awesome. about those resources because there's so much that's available yeah but there's so much that you're dealing with sometimes you don't even know yeah so, yeah. yeah wow um something that came up for me um while you were speaking especially um 
as it pertains to the relationship between parents and children is um, like family cycles, mm -hmm. because sometimes what you're seeing with the the child is something that the parent may have gone through as well. Yes. Um, and for uh, and 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 I just you know I just go with however I feel led to encourage, and I just for anybody who has a parent who um, may have been difficult or a parent who may not have given you what you felt that you wanted, um, understand that there may be a story that's there yes. that you may not be aware of. Mom may have been molested and you didn't know. Mm -hmm. Mom may have been abused or dad may have been abused and you didn't know. And it played out into the parenting. Mm -hmm. um, and also for the parents, I want to encourage you to um, monitor how you are um, monitor how you are relating to your children, especially if you have a story that was traumatic like that. Um, so, so because you may not know it, but your child may see, may see children see almost everything yeah. and they hear almost everything and they feel it. And they, feel it. Yeah. they can't always articulate it, mm -hmm. but they see it. They're sponges. Mm -hmm. So, so mom, dad, auntie, grandma, there may be a way you may be projecting that you're, that may be traumatizing your child. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so parents make sure you talk to your children, um, children, if you can, you know, talk to your parents. One of the things that you spoke about and, and uh, in our a conversation that we had with Teresa Duncan is just the importance of community. Um, in our last um, episode of uh, the talk show, we had uh, Will Toms. Mm -hmm. yes, All right. Will. Will is amazing. Yes. Poke Bowl. <laughs> he probably hates me right now. I never had one either. So oh, go goodness. Go Don't, Don't get Pelzer started. started. I know. I know. I'm on Team Pelzer. <laughs> Oh man. Um one of the things that uh that Will said was even with him growing up he said that he was um he was uh that his grandmom had a lot to do with his upbringing and about how even as a child he was intentional about creating his community. Mm. And mm -hmm. so um so I I want to I want to encourage anybody who's out there whether you're a child or, or whether you're older you have the power to um terraform and create the environment that you need to help yes. you succeed even with those limitations and um so i i want to i want to uh oh i want to ask you sorry about that i just kicked something in the studio <laughs> <laughs> uh but i i want to ask you is that something that you also see as important in reference to um children or youth um kind of building their own circle their own community yeah, and I want to go back for one second because sure. just uh, what you mentioned about parents being able to just be observant and think about, a lot of times you don't even know that you've experienced trauma. Wow. You are living yeah. your life. Yeah. And a lot of times I'm having conversations now with my daughter and understanding at this age that when you're younger, you think that your experience is normal. Wow. And then there are certain things that start to show you once you engage with other yeah. people and you get experiences, you're like, oh, oh, that wasn't right. Or, wow. oh, that is traumatic. But yeah. at that time, you're just living your life. And so yeah. as you get older as an adult or even as a parent, you still don't necessarily recognize some of wow. those things. Yeah. And so 
One of the things that I think has been a blessing since the pandemic is that so many people have more grace wow. with themselves and yeah. with others. Yeah. But it has to be a constant reminder, right? That um, even sometimes in situations that society deems as normal, yeah. there's trauma. Wow. And so okay. I am Woo. learning to be more transparent and yeah. understanding that it brings healing for myself, but for others, yes, ma'am. I was the child of a single parent. Okay. But I never looked at it like that, right? Mm-hmm. I knew my mom, I knew my dad. I have a great and loving family. Mm-hmm. But just like you said, my mom experienced so much trauma. Her goal was to make sure I was okay. Yeah. But there were a lot of things that were expected of me mm-hmm. and that I felt that I didn't understand. And so now as an adult, I can go back and have that conversation with my mom. But all those years, I'm like, yeah, she just pushed me to make sure that I was great. And she was working a whole bunch of hours and I was in the house by myself. But, you know, we were provided for everything was good. Yeah. Until you start thinking about, well, wait, some of these things wow. might not have been good. Wow. Like, I never got hugs. I never got I love you. It was mm-hmm. like, go do this, go do that, mm-hmm. take care of this, take mm-hmm. care of that. And I got that from grandparents and other people. So just mm-hmm. like you said, to your current point, as a young person, I'm learning now that family doesn't necessarily have to be people that are born Come into on. your circle. Yes, ma'am. And that you can attract and get love and get the things that you need to nurture you mm-hmm. from a number of different places. Yeah. And so being able to just take a moment sometimes and it requires being still. Yeah. Which we're not taught to do. We That's are in real. a culture of go, go, Constant go, movement, do, emotion. Go, go, go. Right. So just being able to sit still every once in a while and say, what do I need? Yeah. We're not trying to do that and to really think about what do I need and is there something? Because sometimes it's right here. Yeah. It's readily accessible. But if you are just constantly going and not thinking about it. Mm -hmm. So especially with my teenagers. Right. And Mm -hmm. so um, with Blues Babe, we work with elementary and middle school students for Mm -hmm. camp. But we work with a lot of the teenagers as our staff and for some of our other programming Mm -hmm. and just helping them with the things that I'm unlearning. Wow. Has been really important. Wow. Like, I know everybody's going to ask you, you're in high school, what you going to do next? Yeah. Where you going? What's yeah. happening? And now you got all Oh, that's all traumatic of that right there. I remember that. All of this pressure, right? <laughs> we had the pressure, but they're feeling it like 10 times. Yeah. Because everything that we experienced, now you got social media, you got people you don't even know online, mm. like, you going to be important? Mm-hmm. What you going to do? <laughs> you going to be an influencer? What you going to do? <laughs> Five steps right. to be an influencer. Right. Come like, on. How many people do you have following? <laughs> we didn't really have that kind of yeah. pressure. Yeah. So I'm learning and I just, I share it with as many of my peers, but also my young people, because if I knew earlier that I could just take a moment, just sit, whether it's with my music, whether mm-hmm. it's on a nature walk mm-hmm. and just tap in, like, what do I need right now? Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I want to ask you, um, we are, in fact, we're almost at our time. Okay. Um, tell, tell the folks, and for those of you who want to hang around, we're going to have an extended version of this conversation. All right. That you can uh, access on YouTube. All right. On my, uh, on my YouTube page, TW sucks. But, um, I should tell people how, how they can, uh, find, 
uh, find uh, the nonprofit Blues Babe and uh, Camp Joe Scott and how they can also join you with that work that you're doing in the community. Yes. So we have a website. Nice. It's not always as up to date as it should be, so I'm going <laughs> to caution you. You can go to bluesbabefoundation.org, and it is spelled out B-L-U-E-S-B-A-B-E-F-O-U-N-D-A-T-I-O-N.org. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And on that page, it does give you information about the organization. Okay. That's where our camp application is housed mm-hmm. whenever we're having workshops. But the best place to go is social media. So nice. our Instagram page has things um um, updated a little bit more regularly mm-hmm. uh, for any student who is in high school. We have a college prep workshop. It's an wow. in-person workshop that is taking place on Saturday, April the 15th. So if you're listening in the morning, then today is the day. <laughs> but we have ongoing things. I just shared that because a lot of times there are students, and, and I hear a lot of people saying there aren't programs for our young people, wow. there aren't resources, or I don't know where to go. Mm-hmm. But there's so much so stuff. So much And so stuff. as much as we can get the word out, if you go and or you hear this after the fact, just go to the website and look for yeah. some of the other things because we're really adamant about making sure students that want to go to college yeah. have the resources, have the support, have scholarships so that they can go. Um, but Instagram is the best and most up-to-date place. Okay. We also have a uh, Fresh Wave Teen Tech and Music Festival Woo! coming up. So that's going to be on May 4th and 5th. Oh. We know how much. That's why I said I am an advocate of yeah. technology, of games. of music. We all love music and it's a great form of expression. So we want our young people to have hands-on access to all these tools and resources. We're bringing together a lot of the organizations that'll have summer programs, that'll have summer jobs so that you can come out and um, find out more about that. We'll have some performances. Um, but all of that information is on social media. That's how you can sign up to volunteer. Yeah. Can learn more about all of the programs and the things that we're doing. And we really do aim to be community connectors. Okay. So if we don't do it, yeah, I guarantee you there's somebody in the city that does and we'll yeah. help you to get to them. I know that's right. I know that's right. Yep. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, that is uh, my homie, my buddy, yes. Aisha Winfield. Um, again, stay around. Uh, check it out on YouTube uh, for the extended conversation uh, on radio. We're going to end it right here. And again, just uh, want to say that um, these nonprofits, they're doing amazing work. So if you have a child, if you have a grandchild, if you have a niece, a nephew, make sure that they connect with one of these awesome nonprofits, CLDA, Blues Babe. And even if if you don't have a child, if there's, uh, if you just want to get up, uh, um, become a part of the work and volunteer, connect with these awesome nonprofits. Okay, all right, y'all, don't go anywhere. I will be right back. Everybody, that is the show for today. Thank you so much for hanging in there and joining us uh, on another on another episode of the Tommy Talk Show, uh, where I'm your host, T.W. Suggs. We had uh, the one and only uh, Teresa Duncan from CLDA Philly, and we also had the one and only Aisha Winfield. Don't forget that the Tommy Talk Show is an affiliation with the Culture Talk Show, and we are uh, one of the channels on a P3 Christian radio station, and we work, uh, we're doing our amazing work in the Convos Lounge with our great and amazing producer, Keith Pelzer. Stay tuned. We'll talk to you later. I love you. Peace.